Hey, we're recording. Aquaba. That's a welcome, nigga. What's oh. up? What's up, Shane? Oh. What language is that? I don't know if it's Ga or Tui. I don't know. Uh-oh. I don't know, actually. I feel like, oh, I don't know why I didn't ask. See, you're an imposter. Exactly. I am not an imposter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But they taught you us Tom that Hanks son. when I was on the... <laughs> 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 that was very, I was very uncomfortable with I'm that. Super. Yeah, nah, that's I was some like, he was just mad hype, and I was like, what? Yeah, normally, you know, I um shout out to the um White Yardy. I like his comedy. You know, his but he's like an actual seem, Jamaican. Yeah, and his shit seems like it's from a genuine place. And he's I don't married know. to a black Jamaican woman. That too, but I don't know. That For makes some reason, different. I think um I think this is a God given gift of being black. Um, you feel condescending energy. You feel like that's why racism at times could be so hard to explain. Cause you feel the energy, even though you can't necessarily it's not genuine. prove like, it. Why thought that nigga was that? being racist. Hell, trying to be like. I felt it was. Um, I felt it was condescending. I did. It was just. What you think? To me, it I'm was just like I'm, why? I'm paranoid. Let me reach. I mean, I'm a. I'm Let a, me know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm I mean, a fake I, sometimes, sometimes Jamaican, I be paranoid. So I found it like. But I, like I, I said, it. your shit be. I, I feel like your shit is also like out of respect. To the culture, um, listen. They love us, and then love and hate sometimes is you know part of the same token. So yeah, okay, then. cool. Um, please, but, um, can you please expound on your uh, African experience? We was calling you sincere while you was going. Really, <laughs> <laughs> Africa, y'all. <laughs> the whole continent. That's what. That's what. That was my problem with that fucking movie. This nigga kept saying, "I'm going back to Africa, y'all." It's the largest Where? continent in the fucking world. He did. Where? He's going to Africa Town. <laughs> you going to West Africa, South Africa, it's the Democratic Republic of no, Congo, I mean, nigga, Ethiopia. They they didn't figure Egypt. it out yet. <laughs> nah, but um, please do expound upon your experience. Please tell us about your experience in Africa. Um, first of all, that shit was fire as fuck. Mm-hmm. And the people were just like mad hospitable. Mm-hmm. Everybody's mad nice. From when we pulled up, people were like, yo, welcome home. I was like, damn. Well, it might not be true because you know you might have been from like Gambia or like the Ivory Coast. You don't know where your family came from until. Speaking of our flight, um, we had a stop in the Ivory Coast, which is just like not a real airport, my nigga. It was fucking tragic. What the Wi-Fi was doodoo over there. It was it was really tragic, my nigga. What the Wi-Fi? At um, I didn't hope you pushed the door away. The Wi-Fi at the Ivory Coast. Airport niggas give you like free thirty minutes. Don't nobody <laughs> speak English. The only thing that was okay for us, yeah, was because they were speaking French. So things so we Creole. could pick up on. But the thing is, Creole is not French. They can pick up on the things that we're saying because mm-hmm. certain words are French. Mm-hmm. But like, I can't pick up everything that I can get the gist of what you're saying to me. But I might not be able to respond to you is in it French. Like um patois to white people besides um Chet Hanks. <laughs> no, I'm dragging sure. this Chet Hanks thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm dragging this. No, but is it? But is it like that? Is it to yeah. a certain extent like that? Because they can hear certain French words that we were saying, but there's still words that are exclusively Creole. Uh-huh. So oh, do you have like, exclusive wait, like Creole words? Yeah, a lot. Is it like like what percentage I feel of like Creole I only is exclusive know to front? When I'm trying to figure out like 
Because there are a lot of words that we say in Creole that are just French, and that's what that is. Uh-huh. But it, I could say something in French, but then I can also say it in Creole, and it doesn't sound doesn't the same. translate. Okay, you ever thought about taking like actual like French? I did take actual French. Grammar's hard as fuck. Harder than English. I don't know, because I feel like you was my born f- with English though. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like if I was a person who was learning English, yeah. There are just like so many rules, and I feel like English might have more rules than other languages. Yeah. But some nigga wrote like, "Why is Maloney spelled like this?" And this is yeah, Bologna. Yeah, this shit. is fucking Bologna. <laughs> it's like it it's does true. look like Bologna. Nah, all right, but go back to um thing. But let's go back to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> but now nah, that was the best trip of my life, my nigga. Like it's mm. like damn. And mind I you, was in Bali rubbing again. on tiger bellies and shit. This is true. Yeah. So. And I was like, I would dead do this again. Okay. What was dope about it, though? Everything. Like, mm-hmm. the people. Granted, we went through hell at first, like, planning it. Because mm-hmm. niggas had to pay bread for vaccines. And we had to pay. To you had ex- to pay for that? Your insurance don't cover vaccines? No, <laughs> not those vaccines. We mm-hmm. had to get, like, yellow fever and typhoid. We had to get malaria tablets. Um that should be to scare people, bro. I don't be thinking y'all be needing That's that. what somebody told us down there. He was like, honestly, some of that is to um, discourage people from coming because yeah. they got to do mad shit to get here. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the appointments for the vaccines, mm-hmm. they were like, oh, well, we only have these dates. I'm like, bro, I leave December 21st. I need this <laughs> shit right now. <laughs> and it's like, I couldn't submit my visa without proof that I got vaccinated. vaccinated. Okay. Boy. And I had to expedite my visa. So it's that even was more bread. Money. Uh, okay, so um, what you call- and uh-huh. we had booked the Airbnb like early. Mm. We leave. We was leaving Saturday. A nigga canceled it on Wednesday. I said, "Excuse they me." They canceled your Airbnb. He was like, "Oh, we having plumbing issues that might not be able to accommodate you." Mm. And I said, "Nigga, what you what you I mean, mean? Shit is better than going there and not having running water." But I feel like that was a lie. Oh, they probably they somebody probably- else probably was like, "Yo, I'll give you more bread." Possibly. Because um, so I heard that was happening to a lot of people. Like, they mm-hmm. would have Airbnbs well, or houses. What's the What was the big event going on? Like, kind of there was a few. I forgot the name of that shit. There Afro-Cella? was Afrochella that was one day, and then there was Afro Nation that was four days. Oh, so these were like, are these music festivals? Yeah. Uh. I think Afrochella is also was organized that, by people plan, from was here. That, was that what you was planning to do? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Damn, you ain't even tell a nigga that. This is crazy. That's well, crazy. Gay shit. Tell nobody your shit. Just one day. That's I'm going what to most Africa. people went over there yeah. for. I forgot what they I had no idea. Well, until I a, it was a whole campaign 20, 20 that even shit. the um, president was involved in called the Year of Return because yeah, 2019 nice. marked the 400th year since the first slave ship left since they the sold Gold us? Coast. Yeah. yeah. That was mad naked. <laughs> They should have let all black Americans come in for free, but you that's, know, another that's another story. story. Yeah, that's yeah shout out to my guy. No, they're giving so. them citizenship right now. Are they really? Yeah. So why you ain't go get your citizenship? I might get my citizenship. I mean, I saw that after I left. Oh. When I got back home, they were like, oh, God, See? he's giving citizenship. I seen Ludacris got one, but I to... thought it was because his wife was African. Yeah, she is. Oh, yeah, I thought that's why he got that it. That Ghana's giving oh. citizenship to African Americans and Afro Caribbeans. Oh, I'm in there. I might, yeah. Nigga, I'm about to get some dual citizenship. The way he's looking for U.S., nigga, I need somewhere else to go. That's a fact. Oh. I'm like, well, that's crazy. I'm not even from Y'all here, nigga. I got no, another like, passport. Like, on a scale of one to ten, how uh, much do you guys keep up with the um, actual 
thing that's going on. Yeah, what's going on in Iran? Iran. Yeah. Um, kind of not as much as I could, but I feel like I'm keeping up with it. One because what the fuck? Two, I'm a history teacher, and three, the kids are always asking me. So I feel like I have to have you an have answer. You have to know. You don't do want to get knowledge. caught on guard. Okay. But so you probably like an eight. I don't know if I want to say my eight. Maybe like a seven. Uh, what about but you? even then, kids like ask a lot of what if questions. I'm like, bro, there is no real answer to that. That's the thing about war. Besides the Geneva Code, which people like. There's war is unpredictable as fuck. You understand what I'm saying? It was like one day we woke up in the middle of the night. Oh, shit. Trump just killed somebody from Iran. War is business. They they mm-hmm. say they, uh, mm-hmm. the government and shit always go to war when they need some money circulating and shit. You know what I mean? As soon as that shit happened, like three different artillery, like Heckler and Koch. I forgot the names, but like mm-hmm. three of their stocks like skyrocketed. Stocks you know Industries mean? went up. Yeah, all that shit. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. follow the paper trail. Tony was trying to warn us <laughs> before he died. Um, Alain, how how much do you keep up with like what's going on in Iran? I'm hopping in. I'm bad with keeping up, but once I find out like something happens, yeah. then I jump on and like Catch up and find out like what I can find out, so I can know what's what's up with the what's up. Uh, I try. Um, I watch like Trevor Noah because I think like they he breaks it down to the simplest of the simple, and then there's jokes in between too. Yeah. So like I try to watch Trevor Noah to keep up with it. And from what I gather, it was the person that Trump actually killed was actually kind of a bad person, but. It, what they but like you said though they didn't kill him because he was a bad person one day they woke up and they decided oh he was this terrible person that had to go somebody it had was, tweeted they're like mm-hmm. oh your president got an attitude because he don't want to be held accountable for his shit so he's gonna start a war <laughs> the impeachment yeah. but that impeachment shit wasn't going nowhere well I mean as far as being a bad person, right? Isn't that really about perspective on which country you're in? Mm-hmm. This is true. But that, that's what I was gonna say said, too. He might be bad. He's, he's, he's murdered us. a lot. I mean, this and I'm. This is coming straight from um from what you call it. Like I said, um, Trevor. Um, The Daily Show. Yeah, The Daily Show. Right, They've so, said he's murdered like plenty of innocent people. You understand what I'm saying? Murdered someone, murdered someone in high political power. Murdered we'll somebody. Always, <laughs> it's always several, doesn't matter the country. <laughs> so now to just single him out and mm-hmm. say like, oh well, he's just a bad person. He got to go this and that. Like <laughs> then you could do the same thing to the president, the vice president, the CIA, the FBI, everybody that goes down. Like everybody in the White House has some hand in killing innocent people. So mm-hmm. just to say Obama, like, oh, he decided to die. Sudan and um, exactly. there's a lot that goes Libya. into it. Right. The yeah. thing about it is you have to. You got to play chess and find out, is killing this nigga really worth it? Mm, and right. that's where the problem sets in. Because the person that died, mm. um, that got bombed or whatever the case may be, mm. was said to be on par with like the vice president. Mm. And regardless, if you like the vice president, president, or whatever the case may be, you kill the vice president, that's a big problem in any country. But I mean, it seemed like um, what you call it. I mean, and then I mean, fast forward to today. I mean, last night Iran struck back, but today they said like they purposely didn't hit. They didn't want any American casualties. Mm. You know that they that those were just warning shots. So then it seemed like <laughs> Trump might have picked the right one. You know what I'm saying? Like uh. it's 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 
You, I mean, we're really never going to know with white media. Yeah. So that's why I say I don't. The truth normally comes out like 50 years later. And that's why I say yeah, I right. waited out. unsealed. Yeah. Yeah. Like we thought, we thought um, the Iraqi war was a war against te- terrorism and all of this. Come to find out, it was really all bullshit like years after. So you're not going to know. We're not going to know like the real reason behind this until, you know, time goes by. So. Yeah. That's why I say, like, I don't really, like, keep up with politics like that. But once something really big happens, I try to do as much research to catch up. Mm. And then I make my own conclusion of why it really happened. Mm. All right. So here's the thing. And I always wondered this. Like, what is the goal of the U.S. government to get all together, right? um, (laughs) No, 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 and this is my thing. No, and I'm going to bring back to, like, how I, I, um, like, why I asked this question, right? Because um, I seen this guy, um, he worked for the FBI for about, like, 40-something years. He was was undercover for, like, 40-something years. He's infiltrated, like, cartels, the mob, and all that. And he said he stands on the fact that the American government has done horrible things, but he feels like it's always been in the name of good. Like, he doesn't feel like the intentions of the government is ever, like, just completely negative, right? And I'm trying to say, like, at least for white people, right? At least for the protection of white people. Because he He was white. He was white. Come on, come on. What black person you know work? Nigga, say come on. on. (laughs) But I mean, like, at least for the protection of the European majority of America, do you believe, like, America works on the best interest of the voting public? Well, that's the thing. It's all about interest. Mm -hmm. So, and that's a word that's always going to be used whenever it comes to, like, the Army, Navy, Marines, whatever the case may be. It's about American interest of why why are they in the Middle East? Why are they in Europe? Why are they in Asia? It's whatever interest the United States. And if we have no interest there, then there's no reason for us to be there. Like there's right now, there's um the uh, the, the Chinese government are they're expanding to take over like a lot of land in like different countries in African countries in um a lot of different countries, and that that's a whole nother story in itself. Mm-hmm. Why hasn't America infiltrated that and said, like, yo, slow down on taking over Africa. Let's help out Africa. There's a lot of things that you can do in the world for being the U.S. government that'll be very helpful to people and even helpful to American people. But when the interest of uh, another country or another part of the world outweighs the interest of America, there is really no reason for them to actually actually do anything about it. But now when we talk about oil... Mm. When we're talking about um, um, military power, when we're talking about um, property as far as like being in different countries and and basically coming down to power, Mm -hmm. that's where our interests lie. Mm -hmm. And that's where we're going to focus on. But that's the thing. Like, is it just focused? Are we just focused on like the best interests of the 1% or are we focused on all this to keep this country moving towards the future? That's You understand what I'm saying? Like, is Mm -hmm. there really just this one big thing? Like, we're just going to protect the lobbyists, the people, the 1% of. Is that it? That that's the is that just the interest of America? Or do we feel like there's some part of this government that has maybe a heart? That cares for like the actual part of America that you know what I'm saying. Let, let, let me ask you something. Mm-hmm. It's, if you have two podcasts, right? Yeah. And they both ask you to be a guest in their podcast, right? Mm-hmm. One podcast is is probably like a, a comedy podcast or whatever, right? And mm-hmm. the other podcast is about is talking about uh, mental health, mm-hmm. right? 
But the comedy podcast says we'll pay you two thousand dollars to come be a guest on our podcast. Mm. Which one are you choosing? I'm gonna go with the two thousand. And that is how American interest works. <laughs> <laughs> right. get, you feel that pretty much sums it up. Like American interest, yeah, it's, it's, it's all, all money. about resources, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's all about resources. I would suggest everybody if they haven't check the Breakfast Club um, interview with Dr. Claude Anderson. Yeah, and pretty much break all that shit down. Bro. I, I mean, to me personally. Um, all of that, like, all those are just, like, thinking points and just things to ponder on because I know no matter what, it never breaks down into my interest as a black person. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, and look at history and look at patterns. Has it ever been in our best interest? That's what I'm saying. It's never been in my personal best interest. I just want to know how this works for the for other parts of America. Like, is there any good or is this ever just, is this just forever and wholly ever going to be run on just money? Shit is a monopoly game, bro. You that's, want a monopoly that, that's what I, that's what I, I wanted to know. Like, do they ever? Is there ever a point where people care about anything but themselves, as far as government wise? Because this is who you have to entrust with the government. I know. I think no. at this point in time, I think majority of black people have stopped caring about it. Hence, why like the voting numbers are so low. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Hence the jokes. I mean, hence the jokes on World War Three. You understand what I'm saying? I think we've just gotten to the point where we're immune to the bullshit that the government has been kicking out, and we're just like we're past it. We're thinking about how the best interests of black people. I mean, yeah. I mean, we think about the best interests of black people yeah. and being black people because we got bigger shit to worry about that's arm's length yeah. than what's going on in the other side of the world yeah. so it this is kind of goes back to the um who's it muhammad ali in vietnam like whole um debacle when he was like why would i go fight in vietnam them people ain't do nothing to me mm -hmm. it's the police that's in my neighborhood it, it's the white man that's right next to me that's trying to take my money that's trying to kill me that's my issue so for us we ain't gonna give a fuck about what's going on in yeah, iran so it's not gonna hit us at home the, but and you know what I, you know what i think is the worst part about that i think like every country that america will go to war with has played that up has played that because even Iran said it. You mm -hmm. understand, like how you treat black people. Mm -hmm. That that's the first. I'm like, yo, how is that always the first thing? So everybody he fucking knows. Nobody gives a fuck until mm -hmm. America's bombing them, and then everybody's like, damn, y'all fucked up. Y'all really be fucked. Y'all talking about we bad. What y'all do you doing to black people? Y'all been doing this. You understand? Nobody gives a fuck when it's peacetime, mm -hmm. but then when when it's wartime, the first card everybody plays is. Damn, America really shitty to black people. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? There's always the first card people Because the play. whole world kind of shit on black people and it yeah, helps in their interests as mm -hmm. well. You know what I'm saying? They mm -hmm. come to our communities, open corner stores, this, that, and the other. It's okay. They're able to send money back to their country and this, that, and the other. So it's like mm -hmm. they see what's going on, but yeah, they get it. as long as it's not them, they don't mm -hmm. give a shit until it's them. Until it's them. And it's like, y'all can't blame us for being bad about our people. Look how y'all treat y'all people. And it's right. like, mm -hmm. So y'all knew. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, yeah, yeah, facts. Um, son, uh, um, play a couple of songs real quick, and then um, we're gonna Sweet get James. into you. Hello, Mr. Orlando. What's going on? What's going on? Sorry for being late. You know, uh, yeah, you, know <laughs> you. you came in on time for the interview part. That's um, great. Yeah. Um, you, you got. You know how to say buy an African. 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 <laughs> Ignorant. Mad, mad dialects, boy, you wildin'. I know Jumbo is how you say hi in Swahili. I know damn Swahili. Yeah, I know. A podcast, man. We'll be back.
podcast man we are back man and um you didn't get to properly introduce yourself even though you dropped some gems on us the first part would you mm-hmm. like to um this come is back not in? his first rodeo when i when i came the first time i was still new to being guest on podcast mm-hmm. but now i'm back now, I'm now, you're now baby you, well, you wouldn't have told the way you took over my fucking show I like ah. I like I like i'm like a natural it. talker <laughs> um i am dear orlando roy uh let's let's run it down um, creator of Five Star Gains. I am one half of the Hello White People audio project. Mm-hmm. I am the creator of Beyond the Bar music series. 
um, manager of the So Shameless podcast. Uh, what else I got? What else I got? I just recently started my own OnlyFans. Which, oh, you know, word? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bucket yeah, naked. Yeah, 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 man. I'm out here. I'm doing a lot right Listen, now. Listen, man. I I'm doing not, a not lot. nobody hustle, man. Like, you know what it always be for me? Um, I always be like, like regular people that you actually know, like on Facebook, just regular fucking people that just one day DM me for the full videos. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, whoa, where the fuck that come from? You know, no disrespect, <laughs> but you know, like, mm-hmm. whoa. Like, <laughs> This was sudden, <laughs> like this was a jump. You know, like a lot, mm. like when this, when, when the um thing, when the Snapchat um premium game first came mm-hmm. out, you know oh, the people. Oh, that's a throwback. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. but you know the people that was gonna be because they was already shaking their ass on um Twitter. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was already exposed. And shit. You know, yeah, yeah. And, but now all of a sudden, like only fans just like it fucks the game up. It's like mm-hmm. and like one day everybody's just like, hey, I'm selling feet pictures. You trying to buy some? What's up? Mm-hmm. You understand? Know like. I'd be so, yeah. damned if I'm out here buying toes. <laughs> but uh, but my OnlyFans is a bit different. It's not the it's not the normal like oh you know I'm selling dick like on the internet. It's not like that. Uh, our sponsor for So Shameless, mm-hmm. um, their name is Erotic Boudoir. They after our one of our live shows, um, they gifted me a uh, pocket pussy. Mm-hmm. So um, I showed my friends and it was just like oh my gosh a guy like. This whole craze with men having sex toys and mm-hmm. people not comfortable mm-hmm. about it is still around. So um, when they saw it, they was like, yo, this shit is like really wild. Like you really got one. But I was like, I'm comfortable with myself, so it doesn't bother me to have You're one. You're on your only fans fucking the toy. I'm going I'm to explain the whole thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I was like, yo, I'm really comfortable with like having one. It doesn't mm-hmm. bother me. But my boy, um, he was there. He has like kids and he has like a shorty and like that nigga be stressed out so i was like yo bro you can have it you probably need this like more than me but that's i said that to somebody like who's also comfortable with himself but not a lot of dudes who feel comfortable be nah, like, i mean nah. you know what it, you know what it is like i'm talking about like from his experience like mm-hmm. shout out to him if he's like comfortable it's like i can't imagine like going in on like the toy mm-hmm. and then having to turn around and live my regular life like i have to go <laughs> down yeah. my kids you gotta go watch it so <laughs> yeah so, like yeah like give me five minutes you know and then you walk back out the room so what's going on here man what, what we doing what we doing what we doing nigga we use that so so the story continues as um i gave that one away mm-hmm. then we had the soul shameless live show in atlanta mm-hmm. and they were like yo what happened to the last one? And I was like, Yo, honestly, I gave it away to somebody like probably needed it more than me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? Send me another one. And because I gave that one away, I'm going to do y'all a justice and I'm going to write a review on this one that I get. Mm-hmm. So um, one of the, the, the girls that was um, a part of Erotic Boudoir, mm-hmm. you know, being as freaky as she was, she was like, oh, word, like, you know, can you take a video and like show us like how it is to use it? And I was like, no problem. I got you. Mm-hmm. So then it dawned on me that um, we aren't as comfortable with men having sex toys. And if I can be the one to like spread the awareness, education and comfort about it, mm-hmm. it'll be really helpful because I truly and honestly believe if men are more comfortable with using sex toys and with using, um, with using other ways of pleasing themselves, mm-hmm. then it'll trickle down into them caring more about sex with whoever, whichever partner that they're having it with. And then make that connection for me though. Trickle down economics. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, are you trying to say like, 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 like you you'd like be that. more selective for who you're fucking because you can manage yourself on your own versus just like yo, I need this. Who I'm gonna call, whatever. It could it could be that it could be. I, it's honestly a very general statement, mm-hmm. but and this is just like my own belief. Okay, so you you've seen it in many different ways. It could it could benefit. Now. Yeah, it could be beneficial. Okay. So it's like 
you you're sitting there and you're saying like I'm comfortable with fucking going and getting a toy to please myself, mm -hmm. which has made me more comfortable about sex and more more having more of an understanding about sex and understanding that um, women have sex toys. And now I have a sex toy, and now I understand like how this toy makes me feel, and what they probably have to go through to get off, and how a toy makes them feel. So now, just having that understanding and that mentality now, mm -hmm. when I approach sex with a woman or I approach sex with like whoever my partner is, I have more of a thought process to how they feel mm -hmm. instead of just immediately selfishly going into it like you know what I'm gonna just go and get mine. It just changes your mentality. And once your mentality is shifted, oh so slightly, it changes how you approach um, approach. That's what Young Amay was season. saying. Like, men are, she thinks men are more selfish and bad than women. Yeah, and which is very true for generally yeah, men are more selfish. Women don't always come. You probably will always, but mm. she probably will not always. So, um, yeah, so if I could just shift that mentality um, to, make, to make men feel more comfortable. And then on top of that, there are so many other ways that you can learn more about yourself and yeah. with pleasing yourself than using your fucking ashy ass hands to jerk off. Like first of all, my hands ain't ashy, yeah. my nigga. I'm specifically using jerkins. Yo, so we from African uh, shape, but nigga, what's up? That's a that, and that's a lot. You understand? The other day I used Vaseline. I was yeah. like, you, gotta, you know how much Vaseline you gotta use? I mean, no, so, I don't. So, so, like, lotion, 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 lotion is the way to go. But, it's just really funny how. Um, it's it's an act that we all do already. Mm -hmm. So it's like, why not use something that can make this experience that much better for you? It only logically makes sense. Uh, because I mean, like somebody walking and find you know your sex toy. It's bro, like, that's that, I mean, like, you're you, 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 you talking, you talking about the stigma for men. It's not mm -hmm. just the stigma for men. It, the the big stigma is how men think that other people are going to react when they see it, bro. If that's somebody walks in on you beating your meat no not beating like, the meat I'm but, talking about like if they find it and you see this is where niggas the fucking discomfort up, like oh <laughs> you didn't <laughs> knock but this is where the discomfort comes in like mm -hmm. why is it the I have something mm -hmm. that I do normally yeah and now I'm using I'm using um a toy to so do something that I do normally already why would that make you feel any way um so when and I was talking to my um one of my boys and we were just talking um because, you know, everybody, this OnlyFans thing actually came out of nowhere. Mm. But everybody knows me and they know, like, I'm very comfortable with myself. So they're like, you know, I'm really kind of not also Aren't not you kind of like a nympho, though? No. You've been, not um, not you've, even close. But you said you was um, I'm a, a sex, sex addict. addict. What's the difference? Very. Uh, mental, your mentality towards sex. So a nympho, like, they, they have sex a lot or I don't matter of fact I don't want to butcher the definition but okay. it, it's like it can be synonymous but it's one or the other it does one doesn't mean that you're oh the okay other. The, one doesn't necessarily mean you're the yeah, other yeah so okay. like say for instance I'm, me being uh, a sex addict my mentality towards sex mm -hmm. is is more of a necessity than the average person mm -hmm. according to the internet mm -hmm. Says nympho and hypersexuality, an obsession with sexual thoughts, urges, or behaviors that may cause distress or that negatively affects health, job, or relationships. Mm -hmm. like I guess you can really be a sex addict 
but it's not stopping you from going to work, building healthy relationships. And like yeah. function. Okay, so yeah, sex addict is like a, it's a function. It's a functioning person. So like, so like, okay. uh, so that definition of a nympho. Okay, it's like most of if if you're a nympho, then you're most likely a sex addict. Mm-hmm. But if you're a sex addict, that doesn't mean you suffer from like nymphomania. Oh. A rectangle is a square. A square is not a rectangle. That's exactly what that <laughs> it, is. It's, it's, it's kind of <laughs> like that theory. It's, I mean, and of course, it's, it's. I recently found this out because I took um a few. It's vice versa, by the way. A square is a rectangle, not a. Re- you said a rectangle is a square. No, there's plenty of rectangles that aren't squares. By the way, I'm just muffling. The, the, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You said it <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's just to say that like I'm it's still fairly new to me because I just found out myself because it's something that like I was thinking about like am I am I not so I took some tests and found out that I am. Mm. So, but as far as me being like a sex addict, it I can I can be picky with who I want to have sex with and then once I find that person that I do want to have sex with mm-hmm. then I want it at a certain time I it's on my mind at a certain time I I view sex more of a necessity or more of an um, addiction than the average person like I feel like I need it there was one point where like I didn't have sex for like a week mm-hmm. and my I felt like my whole week was ruined I was really busy that week so I felt like my whole week was ruined I didn't understand why my week was ruined I felt like I was starting to get like slight headaches like it was just I felt like, like my whole though. no <laughs> alright so I felt yeah, like my whole but you see where I'm fucking up I get what you're saying mm-hmm. but that's more so sex addiction nymphomania like alright so I can sit here and feel like I want to have sex, but unless I told you I was a sex addict, nobody in this room would know. Oh, like a the nymphomania, they're just gonna they be like, itching? they're oh, okay. like acting oh. up, like they're gonna be like, yo, I need to, I know we on this podcast, <laughs> yeah. but can I go to a bathroom break? They go on a bathroom break <laughs> to go beat off and then come back to, the, like, it's not okay, gonna affect the, my. Okay, so, so Kirk Franklin digging through his garbage for his old porn. What is that? Is he That's a sex addict? Sex addiction. Less sex addiction and not nymph. Or it could be a porn addiction. He had a porn addiction. He yes. did say that. This but I think a porn addiction levels. is, um, so, isn't so, that a sex addiction? So, well, if you're it, not the one doing it, you mean you just thoroughly enjoy watching it consistently. You're not necessarily yeah. fucking yeah, other You people. know what? This is true because people mind work differently. I know right. like the point of me watching porn is to get nut, I'm not just chilling and watching porn. I haven't yes. ever and felt you, like it's Star Wars. They're like, oh, right. Look at and that. if you, <laughs> yeah, why? and if you, uh, and, story nigga, and if you <laughs> don't, and if you don't watch porn, right? Mm-hmm. Do you get a headache? Do you feel like your whole day is thrown off? Do you feel like you can't function? How many days the day? in between the nut? Though <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how many days in between? Yeah, uh, there was a there was a point where like um some point in like uh in December where I had sex with a different person every twelve hours, right? Uh, wait I, what uh, how long like every 12 hours no I but, how, but how, how was this like how long how, was how, this how, period, how, period it was like time? a week and a half to two weeks I was, that was a really good streak and I was like my mental my mental was I, I was feeling euphoric like I was so happy like well, nigga, nothing could bring me down like bro that's, that's, but that's drugs but that is an addiction like, like, yeah. like think about it like crack yeah. no that's literally think about it like crack that is drugs but it becomes, it doesn't feel like off and it doesn't feel weird to me, just like how a crackhead, most drug, a crack most doesn't drug feel addicts, weird. Yeah, most drug addicts, don't, yeah. they don't feel they weird. They feel normal. So like, just like a porn, um, a porn addict, mm. you can say a porn addict might be under the umbrella of like a sex addict, but it doesn't necessarily mean like you're, you're strictly one thing. So just because you're a sex addict, it doesn't mean you're a nymphomaniac, it doesn't mean you're a porn addict, it doesn't mean like, um, 
you're into BDSM. Like mm-hmm. you, you can just be, you could just have like a strictly um, mental imbalance when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. And but me, I don't. It doesn't affect my personality. It doesn't affect my interaction with people or anything around me. And but it is something that is on my mind. Oh, and shit. yo, you, you go really? through withdrawals. Yeah, twenty four seven, three sixty five. Pussy stay on my mind. This is exactly <laughs> what Pussy was talking about. Yeah, yeah, and and then it's also like, the can way you have a functioning relationship like this? Yeah, I mean, I've had functioning relationships. Uh-huh. I I can overcome it to have functioning relationships and functioning friendships. Like it doesn't bother me. Now some people get to that point where like they can't like I they can't. It gets so bad, like, I can't be friends with Tina because all I'm going to think about in every interaction is going to be some smart, slick um, comment towards, like, having sex with her. Mm. Some people are that bad. Mm. But I can sit here and I can be chilling. That's, I mean, shit, I figure that's just that's just women in the world. That's women's lives. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, per day, you know somebody that you just don't want to talk to because you know it's going to end with some sort of, like, slick remark or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I'm, some people just choose not to see it, but yeah. But know. but imagine <laughs> I'm not gonna engage. Imagine imagine knowing somebody and being like, "Yo, I can't bring nobody nobody around you because this is gonna be a problem. <laughs> nobody around you." <laughs> Yeah. Every like, time you say something, look at nigga. Yeah, like yo, that, that's an You'd be that's a an horrible issue. wingman. Yeah. So, like, so be bad. All right. So, can you imagine your Mac and you know, yeah, I'm here bar, with man. my man, and then your man's like, can't see your pussy, nigga. Whoa. Try to get her number, nigga. Damn. Or more of even on a realistic tip, imagine if um you introduce dude and he was like nice to meet you and then he's like yo i'm gonna be back and like niggas gone for like 20 25 minutes and then come to find out the reason why he was gone is because he met this one person they were stuck on his mind and he went to go beat off in the bathroom like non-stop and That's he probably mad. couldn't leave and come back until he felt Tragic. like he had this big release to where now he could function around everybody like, else normally that's it sounds tragic. like joe and you <laughs> joe yeah the nigga was beating his meat in like anywhere i'm like what are you but what are you doing yeah, that, you, know, <laughs> you never see you never watch you <laughs> yeah, yeah you was, you people said it, people say like one. americans say you jamaicans say um put pon put bonjour <laughs> It's like that's, cool that does make sense. Yeah, yeah. That does I like. I, yeah. I mean, I, I call it Joe anyway. So, yeah, so it didn't make sense. But yeah, mm-hmm. So there's this. It's, it's but a you really, know that show, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Joe. <laughs> it's a really wild, wild, wide spectrum when it comes mm-hmm. to um sex edition. But as far as like the OnlyFans, it was yeah. Really, I was going to. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah professional. Took it back yourself. Professional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as the OnlyFans is really started, so I can review sex toys mm-hmm. and hopefully I can spread awareness comfort and education about sex toys there sounds like to, there's as a far as huge with men. bag somewhere in this like Hopefully. i mean like i mean like you know how people like get paid to like there's a kid that just got two million last year reviewing toys mm. oh, kids toys kids yeah, toys. toys yeah mm. kids toys by the way kids toys. yeah <laughs> i mean like, i don't want people while they're in that mindset <laughs> yeah. no, no, no. but yeah i mean like and um being that open about it you understand what i'm saying mm-hmm. and i mean because normally if you would think like there's a nigga on um 
on YouTube reviewing it, you would think of like some fat, smelly white guy with like a bald head and just hair everywhere that couldn't get no pussy. Mm-hmm. Rum thing reviewing these toys. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, yeah. So that now sounds smelly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that <laughs> I don't like that. So like, I mean, there might be a bag behind this. This is actually yeah. like a lane. That's, that is crazy. Yeah. I, I, I just thought about, thought about it. That. I thought about it one day because people with OnlyFans, they're just like, oh, I'm just selling my feet. Oh, I'm so dick. Oh, I'm going to sell pussy. I'm going to sell my body as much as I can. I, know, I was like, yo. Farts. Yeah, yeah. You, whatever that you want to sell. There's a bit um, some farts, bro. As far as like amateur porn. But mm. I was like, yo, I don't want to just, I don't want to be on here just like selling dick. That's not the point of it. The point of it <laughs> is to help spread like this awareness and well, yeah, comfort. You don't need an OnlyFans for that. That's why I got a podcast. Mm. But then, and, then, <laughs> and then the different thing is like, as far as like my personal pages, I'm not putting the, the, um, Rated X mm. shit that is on OnlyFans. I'm not putting it on my yeah, social pages. I appreciate pages. you because niggas be like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> niggas, yo, niggas start the the for the preview. <laughs> yeah, so they'll put a preview up. They'll set a, uh, start a whole new Twitter and then start putting their stuff on that. Like now, I'm hey, not doing I any a, of that. I could appreciate that. Like you, hey, listen, bro. No. This is what I do on my private time. That's what you, you know. Really, you know what I'm saying? saying? Like and but you know, as long as I don't gotta see you, ain't you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. hey, cool. Like I told you, there's regular there's bitches that just popped up. One day, like they're they're regular mothers, they mm-hmm. take their kids to school. You understand? They work at Dwayne Reed, mm-hmm. shit of that nature. <laughs> and there's one day, yo, um, got a fans only page. You know, two ninety nine for them mm-hmm. pussy pics. You mm-hmm. like, hey, I don't knock a hustle. I'm just saying, like, is there any way you could have weaned me into this? You know, I don't want to just one day be going through your fucking scroll, Facebook scroll, story. Oh, oh shit, whoa, it's a pocket pussy. Nigga, that's mm-hmm. a yeah. Like, and, and it'd be like the it'd be the, it'd be a pussy picture with an emoji over it, mm-hmm. and like, like, why is there a frog over your vagina? That doesn't look <laughs> appealing. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't look appealing at all. <laughs> but but yeah. okay, the, oh, yeah. all right. Then, so um, and the, that's the reason why I don't put that out because I don't want the message to be lost. I want the message to stay on. Yo, let's find a way to have men feel more comfortable with themselves to have this discussion. And then for me, fun enough, I put out one review and already women are hitting me up like, yo, I'm going to get this for my man. Um, Dudes are like, yo, I respect this. I understand why you're doing it. It's not for me. And like, if you say like it was not for me, it's cool. It's not for me, but I understand. No, I I respect it. And I'm going to retweet your shit so that maybe somebody will see this and it'll help them help them out. And that's the point of it all. I'm glad it just wasn't one day like Orlando from So Shameless. You know, he be out here selling (laughs) these dick. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) Like, yo, like everybody's doing this. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm about to get my Ron Jeremy on that. I want to take a new angle on it. I want to help people. I'm saying, I'm so, um, B- this is for the B- culture. BBM, you know, big beautiful men. Um, porn. I'm about to, I'm about to start that. <laughs> nah, bad, bad bodied men. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, niggas with titties. Um, yeah. Uh, well, all right. So, um, I mean, the real question is. How was the pocket pussy? That, no, so I, that, it wasn't, I didn't think about that. That's actually a great So question. it wasn't the pocket pussy. What I got gifted was... Actually, I got gifted um, by... I got gifted with this from Tahoe for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it's a men's vibrator. And how it works is you put it over... it. You turn it on and it has different settings where it vibrates. But it, it's like a rubber and it covers the head. It's a condom? No, it doesn't. It doesn't go all the way down the shaft. It only covers the head, and it literally just vibrates on the head. So when you're hard and it's vibrating on the head, it's stimulating, and you're getting that feeling on the head. Similar to how a girl will put like a neck. Yeah, like you catching some head 
without the mm. saliva. I, imagine if you're catching <laughs> head and she's just vibrating her mouth, but only on the head. She's just humming. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've had mm. bitches try to do trickery mm. of such. <laughs> <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? What's going on here? But it's just it's just a different way. But the crazy thing about it is so the the point where the head is most sensitive is when you're about to come, when you come, and after you come, right? Yeah. Agreed? Yeah, yeah, no. So sure. now imagine this <laughs> vibrating feeling on your head like at, while when you're about to come yeah. and after you come. This yeah. shit feels crazy. Did your, did your vision go blurry? Yeah, like, I curled oh, up shit. I curled up into a ball. <laughs> that's what yeah, <laughs> that's literally that's literally like the best part of it cuz um for me I'm more of like a sh- uh my shaft being stimulated that'll mm. help me to get to that point more so using this the really toy. feel like a passion party but like for men <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what this yo, turned should, into yo, it's crazy because niggas talking about beating off all the time but now it's just like oh, i'm beating off but with a toy it's just no, like, like you know what oh, it, no man, it's not nah, that this kind of conversation it's the detail like niggas don't t- I like i listen i don't tell niggas the about? method niggas do that shit all I've the never, time. I've never gone into detail how I beat off. Yo, I tell really niggas like, yeah, I'm about to. Be, I mean, I'm about to tell niggas, yeah, oh shit, I'm shit, pussy ain't come through. I'm about to go beat my dick or something like that. I'm I never, meet y'all niggas yeah, at I'm 11. Yeah, I'm a holler. You understand know what I'm saying? Like, or I might tell my friends like, I'm drunk. I struck out with all the bitches on my phone. So I just, I just. Yeah, my dick and went to sleep. You understand right. what I'm saying? I might go like the conversation might go like that, but I've never went into detail. Well, so I was watching Jasmine Cashmere, right? Understand what I'm saying? Well, the only reason why it's going into detail is because to explain and no, help you comfortable. Yeah, yeah, but as far as like, I could just sit here and be like, "Damn, I ain't getting no pussy. I'm not. I've, I'm. I struck. I struck out. I ain't getting no pussy. I'm about to go home. I got my vibe. My man's. My man's vibrator at home. Mm. I'm about to go rock Your out man with that. My man braider. My man braider. Like whatever the yeah, case may be. My man's vibrator. My man. Like, <laughs> 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 what you got from your man? But um, I got my male sex so at home. It's like that could be the regular way of saying it. But as far as that, yeah, it just vibrates on the head and then um, it stimulates the head and then after you come, it gets or you're about to come, it gives a crazy feeling. But you could um you can hold it and you could jerk off at the same time and then to get to Sounds that point. Sounds like excessive that you'd <laughs> No, that's exactly what and I was saying. Like it doesn't sound excessive. It sounds I mean, like exactly no, I feel like it would kill you. Oh, like, as the way ah, you go shit. Yo, my f- my thing is, and like this is my thing. Like now, I'm starting to get like why women have passion parties because there's a lot of women who have like Shaitan ancestors that have died, Niggas not fully, <laughs> um, not fully like understanding like the body. pleasures. You know, that's what that's what the whole point. That's why I've always respected passion parties. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's the whole point of it. Like mm-hmm. there are women who come and go live like in their entire lives, not understanding how their own body works. Exactly. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And now it seems like. Damn, I thought like with men, like he was good until now. Ah, you just break it down like new shit, and I'm like, damn, there are Vietnam vets that mm-hmm. thought they was getting all the <laughs> pussy. Is, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that like nah, they did not get miss- what was going on here. And I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you this right now. Using that um, that men's toy, mm-hmm. I've never experienced coming that good while masturbating. Okay, I'm about to say that's how good this is. I was like, ever? Don't talk about pussy, please. I don't like, I do not want to ever eliminate vagina out of my. You understand what I'm saying? Like, all right, I'm glad you It it didn't get me to that point because it's like, Mm -hmm. yo, actually, Tina, can you attest to You have toys? I do. All right. (laughs) 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 But isn't the feeling from the toy and coming from the toy and the feeling from coming from like intercourse two different feelings? Absolutely. And it doesn't make you want to separate one from the other. 
No, I mean, I prefer actual intercourse, yes. Well, but yeah. Because the, yeah, the way women be talking about their toys sometimes, they... But honestly, uh, sometimes yeah, it saves like you from fucking the wrong us. person. Yeah. Or someone you shouldn't be fucking with. Mm-hmm. So you're like, yo, I'm just going to do this shit myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to Ari Lennox. She um, posted her vibrator yesterday. So, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, big yeah, yeah, yeah. pink shit. She was... said, you got to appreciate my vibrations. Mm-hmm. And then she showed <laughs> up. So like, I want to... I just want to... I want to I, 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 I I make her the happiest woman in the I, world. I, I, I have the same Somebody called her a Rottweiler, I think, today. But a pretty one. And then she took it. She took offense. You like, still called her a fucking dog. It's not a dog per se. Listen, Rottweilers as far are as not like cute, Like when, when people, no, when some when some people say Snoop looked like a Doberman, nobody went crazy. His name is Snoop Dog, nigga. He knows that. He calls himself that. But you have to understand... Comparing black people to animals yeah. with the history we have is never that, gonna go well. Oh man! I, I, th- I mean, listen. I mean, I'm all for a good joke, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, if somebody is offended, I can understand say why, why because it just it. never goes well. Yeah. Like, regardless of where it comes from. Um. So, yo, while we want to start, that brings us into um, dear white people. I don't want to just hello. Take time. Oh, sorry, hello, white people. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to just take time out. Um, because I am like now. Thinking about pocket pussy, I want to get a fifi now. But um, what you call it? Um, but hello, white people. Mm-hmm. What sprung that idea? Um, well, hello, white people. Was, the idea was sprung from Julius. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, was interviewing niggas on the street. Y- yeah. Interviewing white people on the street. Mm-hmm. Which the, so. questions about like yeah yeah. Which Should, I'm gonna give you the exclusive because we're gonna be dropping a new episode. Monday. Oh, fact. I don't know back. when. I don't know when this episode drops. Uh-huh. This should be dropping next um, Tuesday, so it'd be yesterday when this oh, drops. It'll okay, be yeah, yesterday. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, apparently his story is he was out with a friend of ours named Colton, mm-hmm. and oh, I love him. yeah, <laughs> I went to school with him. Yeah. Colton's oh, wow. the homie. St. John's. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he was telling Julius like, "Yo, you should do this also." Um, Julius was hesitant about it then he said you know what I'm going to give it a try and he wants to come up with like a new way of doing it so of course the easy, well I don't want to say the easiest way but he came up with the idea to ask white people questions but it's instead of what we usually do is like just bash and berate white people for their lack of knowledge and like the way they thought, the way they think, and their privilege. Mm-hmm. Let's hear it from them themselves mm-hmm. and see what their process is. And then he went and did the um, videos, and it of course it had a, a great review and people really enjoyed yeah, I them. Yeah. Um, Funny of people of all races because now you can't say. Oh, this is how black people view us. This is how other whatever race views us is actually white people. It's coming from their mouth themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So with that, a, I mean, like, I love that shocking shit. shit. And they no. be shook. They be like, nah, oh, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know, <laughs> bitch. You know, salute to all the white mm-hmm. people. I mean, that N word question. That shit. Had, had, it mm. took it took a lot of people off. Of, like, when is it ever correct to say yeah. that's my Julius impression? Of my good. <laughs> when is it ever correct to use the N word? Yeah. And uh, yo, I seen a lot. Tr- they start trembling, and the right. ones that was trembling was the ones I knew used it in rap lyrics because uh-huh. they knew it. They, <laughs> they, knew, they, they, they knew they knew every Kendrick Lamar lyric, and they say it. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell y'all now the episode nigga, nigga, nigga. that's about to drop is gonna be one of the best ones. Word. Yeah, it's that crazy. I'm what's the um, what's the craziest response you've you you've heard from a white person mm, on hello uh, like one that stick out yeah from one hello that white made people. you hmm. on hello white people okay. yeah um it'll probably have to be on our live show yeah. when we had um a comedian his name was peter garucci 
he is white and i <laughs> i printed out uh, a, a, a um i printed out a paper of the human body and i told him to circle all the places where he washes when he takes a shower <laughs> and he circled his private parts his underarm and his face he did not circle his legs and that's around legs. the time when it came out that white people don't wash their legs and his when we asked him on stage like so i want i see here that you didn't circle your legs he was like well you know i figured when you soap up everywhere else the soap trickle down. trickles down and then the water just wash it off trickle down effect it's been proven not effect. to work as nixon cloth. and reagan not taught us anything <laughs> exfoliating gloves so something so with the um the on the street video part of fellow white people i told mm-hmm. you it's like yo uh, well just a slight history mm. when i we started hello white people december of 2018 the mm. first time i listened to a podcast was like september of 2018 so people have always told me like yo you're good at talking like i'm surprised like you don't have a podcast already so i was like it was like what the fuck is yeah, that i'm <laughs> i'm not a fan of just like um going on a po- oh starting a podcast or starting something and mm. it being just like everybody else's Got so it. i didn't want to just have something just Hence go on and talk only fans yeah, <laughs> yeah something different mm. so i didn't want to just go on and just like talk so i was like what can i do that's theme that'll make it different mm. and it'll make it interesting so when i saw julius had the hello white people i was like yo i have a great podcast idea for this and i gave him the outline mm. and everything and then we was like you know what fuck it let's do it let's rock out with the um first episode let's see how we feel let's see how our dynamic is how our chemistry is and that shit was spot on from my first episode and then after that we um we was like all right we got to get guests now let's let's tell a guest like um what it's about and whatever and i was mad nervous for who our first guest is going to be and um, our first guest ended up being Greek, mm-hmm. OG black man, and Jameer Pond. Mm-hmm. And it was an amazing episode. And then we just kept going from there. And we've had like great people on. We've had um, Asante from the Friend Zone on. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had trans people on. We've had um, gay, non binary women, men, white people, black people, black women. We have like every walks of life. And we want to continue to expand it even more. And the one thing I can say when anybody um, leaves from being a guest on our podcast, they always say this is the most fun they've had mm. being on a podcast. Because I don't get that too often. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's literally you just coming on, and it's it's about creating a space mm-hmm. where if you had somebody just like you, like mm. if it was just you and just all niggas in the room or if it was tina and it's just all women in the group chat Mm -hmm. you come on hella white people and we all joke around as if we're all the same Mm -hmm. so and they come people come on they feel comfortable and of course with white people being like the center of focus which is usually um, never well it's usually what like to be to be the outnumbered yeah exactly for them to be outnumbered for white people to be in that minority and for them to be the butt of all jokes but everybody loves when white people are the butt of the jokes because they're always doing some dumb shit Mm -hmm. it makes it a lot of fun Mm -hmm. but it's never a white bashing Mm-hmm. Is literally just speaking on, and then they be what like, they "Yeah, okay, so I'm that not good is weird. weird." I'm not good for the show. Yeah. I was about that. Wait, we, you know, our, our, I our, bash. our, <laughs> um, <laughs> our last guest, we had this dude named Z. He's the um, editor in chief of DJ Booth and one of the creators of Audio Mac. Mm-hmm. And he was telling us how he he does wash his whole body, mm-hmm. but we good asked him, him about, um, so how do you? 
wash your chicken? And he was like, well, I just put water on it. That's what we're talking about, right? And I was like, mm. Mm. We, were, we were literally in the room like, mm, <laughs> go on more. He was like, no, I just wash it and then we fry it. I mean, listen, that's an improvement is, from what they were fucking saying on The View. Just take it yeah. out of yeah. the package. Just, just, like, just, just say, just flip the right? shit and put it in a skillet. Like, so oh. we told him, he was like, no, you got to clean it. You got to put it in water, salt, mm-hmm. vinegar, lemon, whatever yeah. um, the case may be. And he was like, wow, now I know. I'm going to give you my wife's number and you're going to tell her how to clean chicken. And it's just like, it's just If somebody had really asked, dope. like, why is the process so extra? I'm like, maybe it's because... They're an animal. No. Um, I don't know. I'm just thinking it's like maybe because my thinking was I come from immigrant parents who lived like outside in the countryside. They're picking these animals up off the street, killing them. You have to thoroughly clean it. You don't know what the fuck. You can't just be like, all right, They're cool, animals. rinse it off real quick <laughs> and put that in the pan. They were outside, yeah. Like, them niggas outside. been wildin'. Because yeah. <laughs> so, I feel I, like white people forget ever, before the chicken was packaged what that nigga was doing. Have you ever seen a chicken? Right. Chickens a, are disgusting. That's a privilege. Yeah, they're <laughs> gross, and they just be macking with each yeah. other and the doo-doo yeah. in the nest. Like, oh, shit, what's up? Yeah. That's a privilege standpoint because you don't see that yeah. being a white person. So you don't see the disgusting things that come from it. So you don't think like, oh, you know, I got to thoroughly clean it anymore mm. but um yeah so we have hello white people you can listen to us on audio max spotify apple podcast soundcloud and everything we're probably one of the most entertaining um podcasts out there and mm. we only Turn drop once a off. month mm. and you know you come in you get your laughs and it's a good way to just you know relax and just shout get some good entertainment he's been a guest a few times so yeah shout out to him. um mm-hmm. so all right then so now we have um, other ventures I'm behind the bar. Beyond, beyond the, the bar. Beyond oh, the you bar. are just butchering all Every my day. brains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna fuck it up. Brain is well, I mean, let's that, make sure you know. I'm gonna make sure you know. Okay. Um, um. So, like, how how did that start? Beyond the bar started. Um, to go a little bit more history. I always had this like imagination. I always think of like different shows and stuff like that, but I always limited myself and I always said, yo, there's no way like I could be doing this. How could I get on TV? How could I get on YouTube? How can I be in front of a camera or whatever the case may be? So any all these ideas that I would come up with, I would mm-hmm. see it like somewhere down the line, like come out eventually. And I'm like, oh, I remember I came up with that idea. Mm-hmm. Not saying I'm the first one, but I remember I thought of something similar to it. So I was like, yo, you know what? I'm gonna try something and I'm gonna come up with something new. I come up with like new shows like all the time. So this was around the same time, September 2018, when I thought of like, you know, uh, when I started listening to podcasts, I started thinking about like different things I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, around that time also, I hated the state of how artists were being interviewed. Mm-hmm. I, I felt like people that interview artists or um, music journalists or whatever the case may be, I thought they were all terrible. There was no really like, true journalism going on it was just let's say let's get this artist to say some crazy shit or some ignorant shit or yeah let clickbait and let's ask them something that they're they're not knowledgeable in so they can get a stupid ass answer we can put it on the internet and get married i just seen um boozy be asked about reparations yeah it's like why the fuck what why the fuck would you ask boozy about that that makes literally no sense (laughs) so he didn't know what reparations and and that's actually picking on black people because you can literally go to white people Mm -hmm. and ask them um, ask them something cultural mm. about another about another country that they won't even know, mm-hmm. 
and they they're gonna give a stupid ass answer also but also, people don't do that yeah they well, ask rappers um, yeah. and athletes so um you you pick on certain black people to ask that question because you can easily find um a person that's that's versed in that topic to ask but you purposely ask like the rapper the person that doesn't really like care to educate themselves on it but anyway so i didn't like the state of how music was so I was like, you know what? I'm going to come up with a, a, a new idea or a new show that mm. we can really get back to the music. And so that's how I came up with Beyond the Bar. So it initially initially started with um, I want to pick one song mm -hmm. and then I want to know all the behind the scenes of just that one song of how that came to be. And I thought of like my favorite artists, like, you know, Lauryn Hill or like Eminem, like um, imagine like your favorite artist their favorite song and they're sitting there and being like well my mind state was xyz and then when i finally picked up the pen to start writing um i didn't know what i was gonna write so i listened to the beat over and then somebody called me on the phone and they upset me so i started writing like these um lyrics and um and that's how it came to be and then i went in the studio and this one person said whatever and then that's when i added in then i had the hook yeah. and that was my inspiration like towards it and how did you meet the producer well i met the producer between um from um a friend that yeah. i was just at a i just walked into a random show and a friend introduced me to them and they were like they're a producer Don't it should ever and it's just like these yeah and <laughs> then like all these stories come mm -hmm. from just but this one like, oh, song yeah, we grew up in the same building actually yeah we're like oh yeah you learn so much about these artists and like the process behind it mm -hmm. so imagine knowing that about your favorite artist yeah that's a dope thing to know Facts. so that's how it initially came about then like um I, I would speak to like different friends about the ideas and they was like yo why don't you like go a little bit deeper um do it for like producers and i was just like oh that's actually fire that makes sense because there's more to music than the artist mm -hmm. and then i started thinking about the whole jacques and um uh, her situation where yeah. like when jacques's um remix from her she, her song lma i'm mm -hmm. tripping mm -hmm. from jacques's um tripping. remix from lma mm -hmm. came out and it got taken down yeah and LMA got all the heat for it. Yeah. Mind you, had nothing to do with her because it's her team or like whoever's behind her. No, I kind of found out she wanted it too. Yeah, but it's mm. the person, the people that initially go and yeah. take it down, it's yeah. her team or whoever's behind her. Yeah. It made me, it basically made me think that rappers get all the credit. Mm. I'm sorry, artists get all the credit, but they get all the backlash also when mm. there's a lot of people around music. Mm. So that with the thought of like, yo, I should interview producers. It was like, all right, that'll be dope. So I interview producers about like how they they come um, create the beat and where the inspiration from the beat comes from and then like what, how they decide to like put the song together and whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And then I started thinking deeper like, yo, there's music videos also. Yeah. So then I get the videographer for the music video and ask him his inspiration and, and working with the artist and and what he had to do to like um, get the visuals together and why he did this cutscene and what his favorite part is in the final product and all these things. And then um, I have a really uh, a good friend of mine, um, Jazz the Rapper. Yeah. I was like, yo, they're part of music also. So then I was like, yo, I'm going to sit down with a battle rapper and we're going to get all the information of how their favorite like how some of your favorite bars come to be and jazz has told me like um so jazz was like a virgin for like most of her 20s yeah. and then she told me the story of like there was there was one battle where she finally dropped the information that she lost her virginity yeah. she told me the story of like why of of 
why the reason she actually said it because she wasn't going to initially. Yeah. So I get all her bars and then um, I just decided to add on and just interview DJs also. Cause yeah. not a lot of people were like really sit down and bring in a DJ. Get that guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now if you really sit down and bring in a DJ and be like, yo, tell me your story. Mm-hmm. What made you want to be a DJ? Um, how, what is like your your connection to music and stuff like that? And I have people tell me like, yo, they had their father and their brother um, is really into music and that's how they got into it. And they got their big break because they were, um, they DJ for Cardi B at a party. And like, these are like true stories that's mm. actually happened. So all that coming together, now I have a show. And then I switch it up like um, since I'll play on the word bar. Mm. So we'll... Let have say, an interview in a bar yeah we'll interview we'll record in a bar oh. <laughs> or we'll record in the studio or we'll record like working out so mm, it's uh, just different uh, ways uh, yeah. Uh, yeah so it's just different i keep it i try to keep it as interesting um as i can but that's the story of um beyond the bar which is on youtube and you can follow on instagram at beyond the bar music or twitter underscore beyond the bar yeah, and you also manage um so shameless which we can't you know we gotta wrap up soon we can't get but um shout out to tahoe um yes he's been a guest twice uh, last time i was here he was <coughs> telling me it was his show yeah twice. <laughs> It was show. Yeah. <laughs> Every time me, me and Tyler would come and take this shit over. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But, um, yeah, last time it was me and Tahoe here, he was telling me I'm going to be his manager. I was his manager, yeah. And I didn't know nothing yeah, yeah, about that's manager. what he was telling you. That's what he was telling you. So, I, and now you're... Now, now and you're now there. I am their manager, for sure. So, now I, I, I peeped that. But I thought, I thought it, I didn't... You just um put me on like you didn't know at that point. So I'm like, it, you looked like you didn't know at that point, but it looked like it worked from then on to now. It yeah. looked like it transitioned so smoothly, like... I thought, you know, it made it seem like it was a little bit choreographed. You know what I'm saying? Apparently, apparently I was being a manager already because I'm business savvy, I'm professional, and I'm coordinating. So that's that's really... (laughs) But it was really what you need to be a manager. And then I look out for um, whatever I can to get them on, like, other things. But Mm. um, a big thing for me is setting up their tour dates, which we will be in more cities this year for So Shameless. That's dope, man. I'm proud to see black mm-hmm. people, especially black people from the style, make it. Man, yeah. so shout out to Tahoe, <laughs> man. Um, appreciate you, boss. Um, we're going to come back and we're going to close it out, man. But it was a pretty dope interview, man. And um, ladies, yeah. look out for my OnlyFans page. Um, <laughs> soon I want come, you to I, stop. Soon come. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. It now You now go call. I don't know. That vibrating thing sounds kind of fire. Leave I might me just off. Fire, yeah. bro. Come on. Man. I'm going to send you the link to go get that, bro. I appreciate you. <laughs> You got a um thing. You got like an advertising code. Oh, um, a, a promo code, yeah. a discount code. Yeah. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see what I can do. For you. It's I'm, gonna up, I'm gonna hit up my sponsor. Shameless. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna hit up my sponsor. Bad man out and stunting. Kyle them thick like dumpling. Girl with big body jumping, action ready for the thumping. Fresh like Portland, eh? Juvie just can't say the boat land, eh? Just calculate the total. Now the money make me get antisocial. Man straight like my pants them, oh lad. Cause he got the weed and the blem. Girl I come cross, bring a friend, oh lad. And them I feel like for me friend them. Boom boom zoom, see that pull up the yeng yeng. Warnings, paint on, cheng cheng. Ah, ah. We not too chatty chatty, big friend. 
Antaraj, when you see the text them We out and bad, stunting Them gala say we sweet like pumpkin True we Kyle them tick like dumpling Kyle them tick like dumpling Out and bad, stunting Them gala say we sweet like pumpkin True we Kyle them tick like dumpling Kyle them tick like dumpling Couple gala link up to the man it wow. Couple keys, couple tash, couple Janet Jump on the beat and never plan it Style too sick, vomit Yo, code it Fresh like Portland, bitch Oh, she a call for girl just rich Just calculate the total Now the money make me get antisocial We out and bad, stunting Them gala say we sweet like pumpkin True, we Kyle them tick like dumpling Kyle them tick like dumpling Out and bad, stunting Them gala say we sweet like pumpkin True, we Kyle them tick like dumpling Out and stunting, Kyle them tick like dumpling. Girl with big body jumping, action ready for the thumping. Fresh like Portland bitch. Juvi just cast at the boat now. Just calculate the total. Now the money make me get antisocial. Man straight like my pants them. Oh lad, cause they got the weed and the blimps. Ah, girl I come cross bring a friend, and them I feel like for me friend them. Boom boom zoom, see that pull up the yeng yeng. Warnings, paint on, cheng cheng We not too chatty chatty, big friend Antaraj, when you see the text him We out and bad, stunting Them gala say we sweet like pumpkin True, we Kyle them tick like dumpling Kyle them tick like dumpling Out and bad, stunting Them gala say we sweet like pumpkin True, we Kyle them tick like dumpling Kyle them tick like dumpling Welcome so back to Orlando's podcast. Don't do this. Featuring you know the ADD. Turn his podcast. mic off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck word, man. You know what I'm saying? That's here somewhere. No. <laughs> Yo, um, AD podcast, man. Uh, we are back. Here. Um, I'm wearing long johns. Feels weird. Um, Yo, it's brick ass. It's been a warm winter. It's been a warm winter. It's been a very Yo, warm winter. Yo, even just like last week, it was a little 50 something. I was like, damn, I. Cool. You just came from Africa. You don't. No, but I'm saying when I came back, I was expecting it to be like yeah. 30 degrees, and then when it wasn't, I was like, "Hmm, I'm definitely about to get sick." It's cool. Yeah. Sigh. It ain't no thing. Yo, Gates. Um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here when you're here, and normally when you're damn here, I like son, to know, you? I, li- I know. Honestly, I like to damn. get your. I like to get your train of thoughts when you come here. So, um, what's been going on with you, man? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, for real. What's been going on with you? My life is pretty normal, bro. I, I work. Wow, and that's I new. DJ. That's new. That's new. How was Kwanzaa Crawl? I didn't do Kwanzaa Crawl. This nigga asking me questions. He ain't even. You didn't do Kwanzaa Crawl? He didn't do the knowledge, bro. No, I didn't do Kwanzaa Crawl. Yes, you my man. I don't have to do the knowledge. I can ask you here. We can have a conversation. Yeah, well, everybody who's listening, no, I didn't do Kwanzaa Crawl this year. Oh, man. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, nah. But what have you, um, thing? What's been going on in these clothes lately? What have I been missing? Is it um, the same? Yeah. Is same it pretty shit. much the same shit? Yeah. yeah. How are you feeling about this whole new Brooklyn movement? Drill music? Well, yeah. Shit is fire. We got to get behind our Brooklyn. You I'm know like, what's crazy? Hmm. Niggas was playing that shit OD. Yeah. I didn't expect it. And it was sitting there, we chilling, and I hit bitch on my thought. I said, 
Wait, in Africa? Y'all mm-hmm. like, turn that shit up. <laughs> in Africa? Yeah, mm-hmm. but there was like a good number of people from like New York, New Jersey, and that section was just wildin'. I didn't expect to yeah. hear White pop smoke. I heard computers. I was shook. I was like drill music? Oh yeah, I just turned thirty three on um December thirty oh, first. Yeah, Happy belated yeah, to me. Man. That's what um, you, you know, just Jesus is magic year. Yeah, so you know, mm-hmm. refinement. Heard, heard the Jesus. That is Jesus' year, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. My brother Yeshua. Unless it was heard the Jesus. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeshua. Mm-hmm. But um Yeah, drill music, well, how I feel about it. Yeah. I'm a different type of brother, man. I'm <laughs> I'm a righteous brother. I think I I I'm spiritual. I think about sounds and what it do and all that. So I have a total other different aspect on it. Cause most of the time, for instance, if I'm on the train or whatever, I see a youngin playing it. These niggas is in the fucking uh, window or whatever, rapping the shit, mad loud, cursing niggas, grandmothers and aunts and shit is on the train. Bitch, I'm a thot, suck my dick. So I feel like that type of music really influenced niggas to be wild, ignorant. Hmm. But it sounds cool. I mean, I don't. Right, so just based, <laughs> on, based cool. on the sound, do you um think? Do you appreciate it? Just based on the sound of it. I mean, in the party setting, but outside of that, I don't really care for it. What's wrong with it? I just told you, nigga. I mean, nigga. besides the lyrics, I'm thinking like the sound. I'm talking sound-wise, though. I mean, but that Sound-wise, even, too, they dealing with lower and deeper tones, and lower and deeper tones mm-hmm. have a different psychological effect on you if you study sound in that sense. That's why trap music been going on for so long, and you just... I don't know. I just notice different things and how people interact and how the young interact with each other and shit like that. So I feel like it's partly detrimental, but... I mean, you but know, they we love been, ignorant but they shit. Have, That's but what they we have support. Been unifying with each other to make the music, though, isn't that a good thing? I think this. I is don't like, think they have. I ain't, I ain't see it. You haven't seen it. I mean, a maybe some the, blood and little crip homies and shit. Yeah, but it's I, still. Not, we're no longer. I don't believe we're 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 no longer color banging. I think Brooklyn has gotten the past color nah, banging. They no. nah. They still mm. banging, bro. No, I didn't <laughs> say no. I didn't say they not banging. No, people it's like still people are dying. Like a lot of drill music is based off of true stories. Like no, I think we're definitely still gang banging. But I mean color banging. To well, the point, but when I, when I, what I say by that is I'm not. You I don't got like bloods and crip, crips coming crip, together crip, crip niggas, to it's bang not just, on folk niggas, and it's. But you're you talking music still wise. color banging. No, I'm talking, oh, you're talking about, about like, I'm talking about the people that make the music and what they make it for. The yeah, so you, it's, yeah. you're you're having a thought process like we're in um, Cali, whereas like crips and bloods and, and all making, that. Yeah, as far I mean, making growing up, I mean, like growing up in high school, that was a thing. That was a big thing. No, no, like I'm, Crips I'm and Bloods no. used to just beef just because they was Crips and Bloods. No, but I'm saying like in Cali where it's like mm-hmm. you can have Snoop and Game be cool. Yeah. That's what you mean. Yeah. I think now, mm, now in Brooklyn, I think we've gotten That's to coming together in a sense, I mean, but it's yeah. niggas who got money and it's, it's you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. okay, like he yeah. lit, I'm lit. I'm going to fuck with you because this, that. Mm-hmm. We may know mm-hmm. certain people are uh, you know, so niggas is trying to make moves in Based regards to, right. you so know what I mean? I, Which I respect and I like that. But if you putting something out there that an op or whoever else gonna hear and it's gonna mm. incite more beef mm. and more young niggas dying, I can't really be like, you oh yeah, this is it. amazing. Like, okay. mm-hmm. I'm a so, parent, I got a daughter, all type of shit. So certain shit hit th- me different now. Do we ever mm. think like there'd be another like public enemy? And what I mean by that, I don't mean like, just like a like, <laughs> Lit conscious rap. I mean, like somebody that's like young. You understand what I'm saying? Like, cause 
Chuck D and them was pretty young when they first first came out. You understand what I'm saying? And so like it was like really like opposition. That's great that you brought that up because that kind of goes back to the science of music, in which I was saying a lot of music is detrimental. In that time period with Public Enemy and all that shit was out, the streets was crazy, but you could see that consciousness was waking the people up. Mm. And that's why Public Enemy and all these cats was able to sell those amounts of records and shit, okay. you know what I mean? But soon as whoever the powers may be, whatever, notice that as you, if you pay attention to the timeline, you will see they started ushering in gangster rap and LA rap, and that started blowing up more, which influenced New York rappers to in return also make their version of street rap Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So that's that's when the early '90s and all that shit started. You started hearing more real rap shit or whatever. You know what I mean? But it was a conscious movement going on mm. through the music. You had more people wearing African medallions and all that type of shit. Mm. But then you know N.W.A. started doing a thing and. So niggas like yo fuck that conscious shit. That shit don't pay the Certain bills. movies and yeah. not even it was paying the bills for some niggas, yeah. but I always feel like there's people out there that, who got a. Do you ever think that a movement like that to, could ever happen again? I mean, I see, um, you know, Nation of Gods and Earths is doing a thing to try to bring some more awareness in the hood. But musically, I can't really. I, nah, I don't you really just, see you can't it. The people that's putting money in these artists' pockets and shit, they don't really want to give a fuck about no conscious shit. And the streets mm -hmm. don't really, I don't think the streets really care for it. Not the youngins. Shit, oh, not the adults. Not. No, niggas don't care. I'm like probably, I mean, but like, I'm part of the 5%, bro. Like, yeah. in that sense. So that's why I care, but. I'm trying, but 85 gonna be 85. That has to be like I think like I mean because it's it should be a balance. Most of the time, yeah, you know what that's mean? what I but, think. Like and but there's always like it's the youth. The youth gotta start that movement. Like at this point, I've, come, I've accepted the fact that my opinion no longer matters in what's popular. Right. You understand right. what I'm saying? I'm past that. Like I can say whether or not I like this or whether or not I don't like this. Right. But my opinion is no longer what makes popular. I'm a music. DJ, I'ma play the shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, the streets yeah. fuck with it. But, but I mean yeah, that that that's at a certain age you realize that. You just you just don't make popular you your you your opinion just doesn't make popular music anymore. But this way because on the flip side I fuck with West Side Gun and Conway and all that shit and they music ain't conscious. But <laughs> it reminds me of the Shit so that I grew up listening grew, to, yeah. you feel me? So it's like, a nostalgia so. piece. So maybe you think maybe because it's a um a different a different sound with the message that um, I mean, if somebody could really merge a sound that people fuck with and they could slip those. Yeah, I mean, the closest we got to it, I would say, is Kendrick and J Cole in yeah. a sense. But yeah. even a nigga who go a little deeper, like Ab Solo, whatever, he don't get that burn necessarily. You know what I'm saying? So. It depends. It's, you just gotta be able to master master both. Right. Oh, I would love to be a part of that shit. And, you know, help create that wave. But I mean, I feel I feel like there's conscious rappers out there. I mean, you got a Rasfity. I mean, but I'm but I'm saying I mean I'm, I'm saying like you ain't gonna hear in the club. Would, no, I'm so, I'm so, I, no, not even that. I want to know like young. I want like, cause like when P right, right, came right, out, right. like Chuck D was like 21. You understand what I'm saying? I don't yeah, want but, somebody like in their late 20s. You know, like somebody like a Ken. I'm talking about like a pop smoke age or like the other. Like but other closest now. to that was Joey mm -hmm. Badass. I yeah, could think of, but that's yeah, okay. But it's, it's, it's different it. now. Like these kids aren't going through what 
niggas was going through in like the late late 80s they're not seeing certain shit there's that no crack era yeah, I mean, nah, they going through shit. I mean, no, they, don't get me wrong. They <laughs> going, going through, through shit. shit. They yeah. going through shit. They but just what them themselves. niggas was going through in the late eighties, mid eighties to yeah. come out by like the nineties with the conscious rap and that they were like, talking about. And it's like because of social media shit, anyone can drop anything. Yeah. These kids will listen to anything. Mm-hmm. Right. True. But I'm damn. Oh, we actually we are um we actually got a rap with the Orlando. I mean the ADD shot. <laughs> 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 um, Dude, I missed you so much. Uh, oh. What's your Fozzie? Waka waka. Um, can you take us home? Oh shit. <laughs> Schlater dickheads. Yeah. <laughs>